Alrighty, welcome everybody to the special edition of Brownsville Tech Live. It is our Starship IFT uh, launch preview party. And in the house tonight, we've got the legendary Space Cowboy. Space Cowboy, welcome back. It's been a while. It's been a while since April. It sure has. Thanks to thanks for having me back, Daniel. Uh, it's uh, really good to see that you're back. I know, right? I've been on hiatus for about a month. I was hospitalized, and uh, now I appear to be in better shape than I was before. So I'm glad to be back in the land of the living and not the land of the dead. And it was just in the nick of time that I recovered so that we could cover this historic event. And it definitely is a historic event. As you've mentioned in the past, Elon guarantees excitement. And tomorrow it should be exciting to see what happens. So what do we have in store for uh, tomorrow? Well, that is 100% correct. Uh, no matter what happens uh, already, it's guaranteed 100% excitement. And uh, excited is an understatement. Uh, as, as we've seen here today here in Brownsville, it is jam-packed. I mean, there's Teslas all over the place, uh, heavy traffic up and down, lots of tourists, uh, lots of folks that are coming from all over the place, not only here in the U.S., but from all over the world from Europe, from Germany, you name it. Uh, people as far as even South Africa are tuning in. People from Australia are here. And those that couldn't make it, they are online scrambling to see where they can they can catch up on the latest news. Yeah. Well, definitely, you know, there's a lot of excitement. I know that there's a lot of YouTubers that have come down to cover the launch. Uh, there may be one or two that are not streaming tomorrow, but uh, overall, you know, we've got, uh, you know, uh, a whole YouTube community right now down here also covering the launch as well. In addition to us, I will mention to the folks out there is that Brownsville Tech Live, along with our co-hosts, such as the Space Cowboy and two of the co-hosts, uh, we are the only local podcast that covers SpaceX 24-7, 365 days out of the year. We're not just here for launches. We're here every single day, and we cover those launches, whether they happen on the East Coast, whether they happen on the West Coast, whether they happen here at Starbase. We pretty much cover everything that Elon says and does. <laughs> The good, the bad, and the ugly, so to speak. So uh, we're not like some of those others that come and go. We're pretty much here to stay. Would you agree? I totally agree. You know, um, we've been here before anything was around here uh, in Boca Chica Beach. I remember it was all just, you know, the kind of like the salt flats of Utah. There's just nothing but sand. Right this dunes and a, and a beautiful beach that we can all drive onto, which is, uh, you know, very different from South Padre Island. So, and, but now look at, you know, just a few years later where we're at now. And so, uh, you know, there's, there's some speculation out there that 
Starbase is and Starship is is uh only here temporarily. Right. Um I don't I don't think we can name one one business that has come into town and spent millions of dollars in infrastructure and then just pack up and leave. Do you know one? No. Can you no, uh, most that did never even opened shop, you know, but, uh, you know, SpaceX has been different, you know, they're even building a, what, what do they call that factory down there that they're building that big factory? What's it called? Uh, it's not gigafactory. What's it called? It's another term that they use space factory. Oh, the over in Bastrop. Yeah. You know, where they're building that big. You know, they got rid of the high bay or the mid bay, and they're now building that big building for rocket assembly. Can't remember. All right, what the, they call the new it. expansion, the mega. They call it Star Factory. Right. Right. So I mean, it's not like you know they're pulling dollars out of the area. They seem to be pumping dollars uh, into the area. In fact, you and I were discussing, I think yesterday was how uh you know spacex is now thinking of building a secondary launch tower which was something they were doing over in florida but now it appears that a lot of the parts that were at florida seem to be coming in this direction you know right so um it is it is definitely really exciting um and for for the viewers this is not only on X, this is a multi-platform uh, channel, Daniel. I know um, Papa Elon doesn't really like us to talk much about that on the X, you know, for the other platforms. But uh, here, here on X, so we're on X Live, and uh, we're also on Spaces. So there, there's a, there are many, many ways to find this stream. Um, you may be able to pull up the live chat on the X side, right, Daniel? So um, I'm going to be looking at for the viewers that are listening in or, you know, through Spaces or through X Live. Uh, there's multiple ways to communicate with you guys. So, Daniel, if you see the invite there on the Spaces side, yeah, you can go ahead and join see. it. And um, we will see. be monitoring the live chat on both ends. Let me see to I interact see with our viewers. Give me a second here while I try to find it on my iPad. Problem is, everybody wants me to join their spaces. Let's see. Look at your, go to your messages on on X, and you'll see an oh, invite to join. There it is. Join. All right. View the community. Hold on. Join this conversation. Yep, and then I will bring you up there. Oh, and it says Spaces isn't available on the iPad yet. Bummer. Mm. Yeah, unless you can log into an alt through an alternate device, you'll be able to pull it up there. Well, so I uh, could do it over the Android phone that I have, but the Android phone doesn't transmit audio it just transmits the screen so okay that's, that's fine well i'm going to be monitoring the space and i will drop the i will drop the link there into the spaces so folks can 
can uh, they'll be able to to look at the live video feed as well. Yeah, let me go ahead and do the following. I think for the viewers that out there that don't know about Starbase and what Starbase is, you know, there's still a lot of people around the country that don't even know where we're at. And so let's go ahead and show them a video here real quick. Give me a second. Sure. So uh, welcome once again to all the viewers on all, on all the social media platforms out there. Welcome to Brownsville Tech Live with your host, Daniel, and co-host Space Cowboy. So uh, just for those that may be just tuning in again, they're like, okay, what are we watching? Right. Well, what we're going to show is for those viewers out there that don't know where Starbase is, Starbase is located at the tip of Texas on Boca Chica Beach. It's about 22 miles east of Brownsville, Texas. Starbase is the research and development facility for the Starship uh, heavy launch vehicle that is scheduled for lunar and Mars missions in the future. So what we're going to show is a video that was produced by SpaceX, and we're showing this as courtesy from SpaceX, that kind of gives people an idea of what Starbase is all about and what's been happening. So here we go. We'll go ahead and play it. It's sure. I mean, it's it's one of those uh, kind of videos that they just never get old, you know. Uh, especially if you connect it to like a surround sound system on a big screen at home. Yeah. You know, go and get some popcorn and and kick back and and enjoy enjoy the view of you know a giant starship taking off. You know, it's it's just a. Uh, how many times have have you gone back to watch the the first the first test flight? Yeah. You know, and you see the 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 concrete pad disintegrating within seconds. You know, and boulder size, you know, almost about the size of a smart car, getting launched. You know, up in the air and toward you know into the beach. Yeah, 
I mean, it's just totally amazing how far, you know, uh, Starbase has come from its inception, you know, in 2014, you know. Uh, you know, if you recall, you know, when the first launch of the, what do they used to call it, the water tower? <laughs> and where we're yeah. at today, I mean, in fact, you know, within, somebody pointed out earlier that it's been less than three years since they initially had tested the first section of Starship and it landed. And then now we're at a point where we've got a fully usable launch vehicle, you know, from cradle to grave, you know. I mean, the rapidity of being able to move so quickly, you know, uh, to have a complete launch vehicle is just incredible. I mean, it's it's kudos basically to, you know, the, lo the local workforce here in Brownsville. You know, it sends a message to not only to the country, but the rest of the world that, you know, Brownsville's, you know, Brownsville's workforce, you know, they can build widgets, but they can also build inter interplanetary rockets. You know, that's nothing small, you know, to minimize by any means, you know. Right. And it's not only the world's biggest, most powerful rocket, you know, made here in, in the U.S., made in Texas, uh, but it is a fully reusable rocket. That uh, imagine imagine the day that we will get to witness Mechazilla catching catching a, a super heavy and then the starship, you know, uh, after it, it launches, it's going to catch it with the chopsticks and put it right back on the pad. I mean, right. it, catch it midair. That's going to be a sight to see, you know, when it when it happens. Well, one of the things that obviously got us to this point, right, was that, you know, SpaceX finally got agreement from the FAA. They were granted the license. And it wasn't easy. <laughs> obviously, I believe uh, somebody mentioned that there was a thousand modifications that were made. And then, of course, they ran into a hiccup where the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service had to get in the way to ensure that the environment was uh, protected. So getting that license that was granted there on the, uh, the right-hand side was difficult. Can you speak to what some of those modifications were, uh, that, were that are now different from what launched back in April? Right. Um, Elon said that there's over 1000 modifications, you know, upgrades to to this prototype compared to IFT one. You know, the biggest upgrade uh, for Starship itself and Booster nine is the Raptor two engines, you know, that are more robust, more, more powerful, more efficient, uh, a lot more durable, uh, you know, improved. Uh, shielding for for each of the boosters, um, you know, as, as we've seen on IFT one, um, uh, up to seven boosters, uh, seven Raptor engines went down. Yeah. You know, went offline. Two of them went offline immediately, and then we had a total of seven. You know, consequently going down. Um, 
this time we've seen with the with the uh, static fire, there was two engines that went down. Uh, Elon has said that they fixed that problem, and um, it should it should be. I I I think we still may have one or two booster uh, of the boosters engines down, uh, maybe. But it, overall, it's going to be uh, a lot more successful than the last launch. Has and uh, so, we, so we have that they don't need all 33 engines, wasn't it? Like he said, maybe they just needed 29 out of the 33 to work or something. I can't remember the number, but I thought he had mentioned back in April that it wasn't necessary to have all 33. I mean, I, I can't remember, but I thought I heard him say that. Do you recall? Right. Uh, I think he said it can't have more than it can't have more than three, okay. more than three down. You got to have a minimum of thirty, at least to take off. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are so many changes other than now that we have the Raptor two engines, but we also they got rid of the hydraulic system for the for the gimbling engines on the booster. Uh, they switched over to to electronic. Okay. So uh, for the for the vector control system. So that was part of the flare-ups that we seen was the hydraulic fluid that was um, causing those additional, you know, odd flares uh, throughout the last launch. Now, talk to us about this hot staging ring. What's that all about? Yeah, that is that is another major component uh, that we did not see on the first launch attempt, IFT-1. Yeah. Uh, it's, this is a, a big game changer that we are all have you know we have our fingers crossed that it will be successful and and uh, it is one of the big issues that we had in IFT1 was that we for some reason there was some failure in in the disconnection in the separation stage of of the booster from starship and uh, it could have had something to do with the temperature up up uh, as it's climbing through through the atmosphere it it they some of those uh, the locking mechanisms were frozen or it, it might have had to do with the hydraulic leak as well so um that's going to change you know with with this new method that Elon's been talking about is that not to stop thrusting right so the fact that the boost uh, booster nine will will power down as it's you know of course as it's reaching the max q and uh but it won't completely shut off it will still continue to thrust it would just be powered down and at the same time the 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 engines on the starship which is stage two will will ignite and it has you can see that the ring the the hot staging ring has some ports on it uh, so it, they will, they will ignite, the engines will turn on and it will continue thrusting for a few seconds. And then it, hopefully we will have a, a successful stage separation. Yeah. Cause so, that's and, one uh, of the things that didn't happen right on 420th was that there was no ability to do the separation and that led to the, uh, 
what do you call it? What was the technical term for blowing it up? What was the technical term they used? I can't remember. It was a RUD, a rapid unscheduled disassembly. Right. And that's initiated by the flight termination system? Right, the FTS. And what is the and, uh, flight, what is which the flight was another termination issue that, system? That, yeah, go ahead. That the FTS was not uh, power, it was not a powerful enough charge to fully disassemble the booster and and Starship itself. So uh, there was a lot of issues, uh, a delay in the in the FTS system. It didn't uh, it didn't activate as it was supposed to. It was an over forty second delay. Uh, lots of technical problems. Uh, the fires that started because of you know the at the bottom end where the where the rockets are located at where the engines are. Uh, that fire uh, there was apparently an internal fire which took down the automated flight controls, you know, so Starship was deemed, you know, uncontrollable for, for a matter of time. And one of the things that they also upgraded quite a bit, and you talked about it earlier, was the, uh, the OLM and the launch pad. What actually happened on 420th that led to some of the upgrades there? Well, um, also, so we have we have uh, major upgrades other than than the hot staging ring is the water uh, deluge system. You know, the launch pad. The launch pad was disintegrated, oh. as as I said earlier. The concrete pad was completely obliterated, gone within seconds. So we now have a water de uh, deluge system which is uh, basically like an upside down shower head that's built into the launch pad and will prevent this type of destruction again on this launch. So, so and that, uh, like, cool down the heat emitting from the engines or. And, and also to uh, divert the heat away from the pad outwards and uh, to minimize the the uh, the shock going back towards the booster. And what, uh, with regards to the debris, uh, how is that? Well, I guess with the concrete not melting away or doing away, I guess we shouldn't see concrete boulders flying all over the place. I would think. Yeah. Yeah, you know, to have, to have you know, boulders the size of smart cars, you know, hurled <laughs> from the pad towards the beach, I mean, it was just a sight to see. I mean, it kind of looked like Armageddon, yeah. you know, uh, pouring down towards Boca Chica Beach. Yeah, in fact, so, uh, I believe when we did our after launch uh, uh, show after the launch, I think you brought me some uh, pieces of boulders that you had collected. Uh, I was sure hoping you'd, you'd find some Tiles. No, that was me. Um, that maybe they landed there from the launch pad. That's how far they got thrown out, of, ejected out of the, out of what you know. I guess you could call it ground zero. Yeah. Well, there definitely was a lot of destruction. I mean, as you well know, there's a famous YouTube group that uh, lost a lot of camera equipment, including a uh, a van <laughs> along the way. It was a complete 
total loss. I mean, it was like, it was like really bad. In fact, I think there was a video that we saw a while back where we can actually see the boulder hitting the van. <laughs> you know, it was horrible. Yeah, that, the, uh, the amount of power that Starship has is just incredible. Now, one of the things that is different about the launch pad this time around is we started noticing that SpaceX started building a wall. Uh, I don't know how high the wall is, but what do you think that was for? Was that specifically for debris or to keep people out or a combination of both? I think it's a combination of both. I mean, we all know it's about a 30 foot tall wall. Oh, it's 30 and, uh, feet? Wow. Yeah, it's close to 30 feet. Yeah. So um, pretty soon, once they finish building that, by the looks of it, they've started off on on the west end, yeah. uh, you know, opposite of the, the, the shoreline. Yeah. So it's over by where Starhopper is at. And then it's going to wrap around towards the, the Rio Grande River and then around the other, the beachfront side, you know, between the launch pad and the sand dunes. Yeah. Where, uh, so at 30 feet tall, it's, it's going to be difficult to, to get some, some good video, you know, moving forward once they're all done, do you, think you know, that maybe, uh, do you think that maybe also it'll help with any kind of storm surge from a tropical storm or a hurricane? I mean, 30 feet still kind of high, but you know, I don't know how high storm surge happens during a hurricane. I don't even know if the surge goes over the sand dunes or not, but maybe it's kind no, of No, I, I don't think it's for storm protection. I think it may it may be to to limit debris from getting outside of SpaceX property. Yeah. You know, to to uh kind of help uh keep keep the ground level um uh, wildlife outside of the starbase property, you know, away from from that that uh, steam that's going to be blowing that way. Yeah, uh, we we got to see d during the the static fire test how quick the the uh, the exhaust from from the booster was evaporating. I mean, it was incinerating that you couldn't even see the water. It was just turning into vapor, literally. It would it was vaporizing it it way just I, mean, I was like is it even enough water to to keep those engine you know tamed yeah to say I mean, uh, it's but apparently I, I guess it is enough Elon says it's gonna work yeah well speaking of Elon you know one of the things that obviously he did he did was that he tweeted uh, back couple of days ago that you know everything was a go and it was supposed to be a go for a friday launch can you kind of give a little bit of insight as to why it was initially postponed what the issue was that they had to fix because you know there's people that had actually come down from all over the place and uh you know they were kind of disappointed that it didn't happen on friday so can you kind of Give us some insight as to what problem they ran into on Friday that they needed to fix. Yeah, you know, um, I think I think we could all appreciate this this extra twenty four hour window to um, to kind of have a little extra time to get ready. Uh, 
what it was is and and you know i know it's frustrating for a lot of people because you know we hear the talk we've been ready to launch we've been ready to launch and we we're waiting on the faa and and uh, since april till now and uh, uh we were supposed to be ready and this is things like this happen it was it was the grid fin actuator on the booster that's necessary for to guide the booster for you know uh, to to do a controlled soft landing in the gulf of mexico okay. so why is it important because people say no 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 let's go let's go we should have launched yesterday it, we should have just you know winged it like that we can't do that even though it is a test flight, right? That's why it's called the IFT2, Integrated Flight Test Number Two. Test. Yeah. Uh, I think the FAA, in my opinion, should be a little bit more lenient in regards to to Starship because it is in the test phase, in the test phase of, of you know the prototype. Uh, the point of this is to gather the the data for research and development to improve you know, uh, to get towards the final product. Yeah. So um, maybe we don't need a full-blown investigation by the FAA because it is a test. It is not, this is not the space shuttle that, um, you know, that has humans on board or or uh, equipment that's going to the space station. It, 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 there's nothing in it. Right. But um, it is what it is. It was a grid fin actuator uh, that gave out. So yes, it is important that everything po everything possible is working. Yeah. Because we don't want the FAA to come back and say, "Hey, it seems like you had another uh, another unscheduled, uh, uncontrolled rocket in in the air that could possibly cause a casualty on the ground." Right. So it is best to make sure that it is a, a controlled flight you know, for, for the most part. Yeah. I mean, I think that's one of the most surprising things about this whole issue with the FAA was that they kind of took it very serious. Like if it was the space shuttle, you know, with humans on board, it was kind of unprecedented that they, that they took the action that they did. I think probably some of it was probably politically motivated as you and I have discussed in the past but obviously you know there's a, a lot of environmental pressure and by the way by the way I don't know if you've I think you and I have talked you know that the environmentalists appear to be on their last on their last gasp of air you know trying to find uh, some way to stop the launch from happening you know now I don't know if you heard or saw the news but uh, the folks out in Port Isabel were now whining about the fact that they were concerned that the rumbling of Starship this time around was going to topple the uh, the lighthouse. <laughs> so I'm not sure how true that is. I mean, I know there's a rumble. You know, my brother lives out on Bayview, and he claims that his windows somewhat rumbled, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I... I've heard all kinds of stories, but I have my doubts that that 100-year-old-plus lighthouse is going to topple over because of the rumbling. But obviously, you know, the environmentalists just jumped on it, you know. Uh, 
But like I said, I think it was a matter of some of this delay, especially with the introduction of the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service was just, in my opinion, opinion an appeasement towards the environmentalists, you know. Right. Well, let's let's keep our fingers crossed that uh, Starship does not do a belly flop onto the back of a, you know, giant blue whale uh, off the coast of Hawaii, because that is the concern now that it might land on a on a turtle or a, you know, a, a whale or, you know, a shark or something or a crocodile. Uh, the odds of that happening, like Elon said, is probably next to nothing. You know, when you look at how big the the ocean is, but you never know. I mean, right. uh, I mean, they're complaining about silver. So, in a way, it does look like an orca. Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely, I know that they're they're trying. I mean, they're definitely trying to find whatever excuse. You know, you and I talked a few days ago about you know, some story coming out of out of some northern outfit that was saying that people that Starbase employees were falling off of the tower and that they were not being reported to OSHA. I mean, give them credit. They do come up with some of the wildest stories uh, to try to stir the pot, you know, and look, I mean, we all care about the environment. I think there's nobody out there that wants a dirty beach or a polluted beach. Uh, you know, we definitely, you know, care about wildlife, but, uh, you know, just stopping something for the stake for the sake of stopping it is what these people are up to. It, it's just crazy. Some of the things that they come up with, you know, yeah. right. well, it, it will be exciting. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that this time, it may go all the way to Hawaii and, and uh, we'll have a successful stage separation. The, the booster will, will do a boost back and uh, land in the Gulf of Mexico and Starship will make its way over towards Hawaii and uh, it will do a splash land. But so that's uh, what we're seeing here on the screen is what you're describing, right? That it takes off. Right. Boca Chica. Right. One of the big questions out there, and uh, welcome to the, I see some listeners tuning in to the X Live. Uh, um, I can see you guys there in the chat. Thank you for joining. So a lot of, um, the biggest question is who will be able to see this launch uh, other than the folks here in South Texas? Uh, there may be a chance for uh, any other, any other, any of the states along the Gulf Coast, like Louisiana, uh, Alabama, and Mississippi, uh, along the Gulf Coast. They may be able to see Starship uh, as it's, uh, you know, hurling through through the Earth's atmosphere on the way towards Hawaii. The trajectory there will be, it'll be from here a, a Gulf across the Gulf Coast. Uh, the Gulf of Mexico, it will thread the needle in between South Florida and Cuba, and it will go through the Caribbean over towards the southern part of Africa, and then just north uh, over Australia towards Hawaii. 
and make a splash landing uh, about 200 miles uh, off the coast of Hawaii. Now, is uh, this uh, when, the, when the starship portion separates, is that going to be suborbital or orbital? Yes, it, that is the point where it will be suborbital uh, uh, when the stage separation happens. At least that's what we hope. And uh, uh, hopefully the stage, the hot staging ring will work. And um, there is a chance that upon ignition of the Starship engines that the hot staging ring may not work and it would cause the booster to blow up. But keep in mind, folks, that if there is an anomaly detected, the FTS system will be activated and it will be a RUD, you know, a rapid unscheduled development. So what is the purpose of this is to minimize the risk of of any, uh, you know, um, damage or or casualty on the ground, potentially. Now, when that flight termination system initiates, is that like automatic or is it done by mission control? That that is done. Uh, it is it is through mission mission control uh, with their they're monitoring it every step of the way. Yeah. But uh, it, it is for the most part. Uh, once once it takes flight, that uh, the automated systems are on board monitor that, and when it when it detects uh, um, an anomaly, it will activate. Yeah, it, it does not need to wait for 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 uh, you know uh, the control center to activate it. So, with regards to the launch tomorrow, what uh, what is the schedule? Uh, when is when are we supposed to? I mean, obviously, you and I are going to be up probably by five o'clock in the morning, <laughs> getting ready to get the streams going and everything. But uh, for those people out there that are, you know, planning to be out on the island. Uh, what is the earliest uh, that they need to be out there uh, so that they can get into uh, Isla Blanca? Have you heard what times people need to be out there? Yes, for those that are that are coming in person here to Brownsville, Texas, uh, Isla Blanca will be opening. Uh, last time it was at 4 a.m. Uh, I believe I heard now it's 5 a.m. They will be opening the the gates to Isla Blanca Park at 5 a.m. I think that this year is going to be a lot more. There's going to be a lot. Well, this and during this next launch, Mm -hmm. it's going to there's going to be probably double the amount of people from the last time. So what is the best? Yeah, what is the best place to watch it? I mean, once you get into Isla Blanca. Uh, you know, what is the ideal spot to watch it? Uh, anywhere along along that area of the amphitheater, uh, along along that coastline there at Isla Blanca, uh, any spot there towards the jetties is, is a good spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
there there are other locations you know um people may have to look for alternate locations if they can't get into the island yeah. you know just maybe anywhere else off of port isabel you know uh, what about boats can people go out on their boats i think you had mentioned oh, yeah. to me the last time that it was forbidden or something like that there there is an area that uh Mariners, you know, they put out the, the notice to Mariners that there is a zone that they can't get near. The Coast Guards will be out there patrolling that area, make sure that you don't, you don't uh, get, you know, get into the to the no zone. Um, but from what I've seen from the last launch is that most of the people on the boats were hanging out there in the channel. And because uh, I saw a few ads this week, there's some uh, quite entrepreneurial entrepreneurs out there that were actually out there advertising like a hundred dollars for a, a a lunch cruise or something like that. I mean, I don't know how far or how near they were going to get there. You know, if there's only a certain place they can go, you know, but. I got to hand it to them. They were definitely up there charging 100, 150 bucks for, uh, for, you know, hopping on a boat or a pontoon or something. What about, what about, uh, some of the other areas? Uh, you know, we, we know of other people that attempted to, uh, kind of sneak their way through, through the ports. And, you know, we definitely know that, uh, you know, one of the ideal spots, uh, that was, obviously discovered was actually viewing it from the Mexican side. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, yeah. Uh, it seems like, you know, hands down, uh, Mexico has come up big in, in a way that they they do have the best view of the launch, period. Uh, it is just the way it's the way uh, the the beach wraps around on their end, you know, the Rio Grande River, it kind of curves south. So they have, it's hard to describe, but they have a very good angle. And um, because of where where they're situated, how close you can get from, from the southern border, they, they don't have an issue with the sand blowing and blocking their view. Uh, unlike unlike here on the Texas side, so you know, shout out to Musk. Hey, maybe he you know he had them in mind as well. You know, not only for the viewers here in the U.S. Yeah, but uh, that was very thoughtful of him to to set it up like that for them. Well, one thing's for sure. You know, I know that there's enthusiasm over here, but we were quite surprised about the level of enthusiasm during the last launch i mean i mean you saw crowds on the mexican side i mean they had bands and corridos out there and food vendors i mean they really went all out you know for something that oh, really they, is they, not really related to them they sure made it a big deal you know <laughs> yeah they sure did i mean they had they it was they went all out with mariachis and you know, um, I wish we could do that here in, in Brownsville at Boca Chica Beach, you know, where they have all their street vendors out there. They're selling all kinds of food, drinks. I mean, uh, all the amenities are there. 
they had a full-blown concert. They even had a band that made a corrido for Elon Musk. I think it was called El Corrido del Elon Musk or something like that. Yeah. So there, there is a good, a good fan base in Mexico, and uh, I really do hope that they enjoy the view once again. Yeah. You know, well, for round I would, two. You know what? I would settle for maybe convincing the Stripes Laredo Taco Company at least to donate a lot of tacos to a lot of the YouTubers that are coming down. I know that a lot of them are big fans of those tacos, you know? Oh, yeah. Speaking of that, there is there is a brand new Stripes uh, Laredo Taco gas station right... I mean, it can't get any more convenient. It's right on the corner... Uh, of Boca Chica Boulevard and 511. I mean, you gotta you gotta pass through there, fill up, fill up on gas, use the restroom before you head out to Starbase when it's open. Yeah. Uh, Starbase will be closed as of midnight tonight, so um, you will not be able to go out there to Starbase to witness the launch. You will be turned around right there by the Stripes gas station. Wow. So. But nice. yes, on any other given day, um, maybe on Sunday it will reopen. You can stop by and get a taco there at the Stripes. Yeah. You know, courtesy of of, of uh, Elon Musk and uh, the Stripes gas station, Laredo Taco Company. You know, that would be nice. You can get one free taco and and uh, and a uh, what you know how they serve the big um, the big what is it a. Uh, 74 ounce uh, Coke, the, right. the, the giant the plastic gulp. cup. The gulp. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. So, what you're saying, there at, so what are you, you saying know, that after the launch, the, the Starbase is still going to be closed despite the 20 minute window or whatever it was? Uh, the according to the the report I seen, it says from seven to twelve, I think. Okay. But depending depending uh, if you know that's if everything goes well, if there's something that they have to clean up, if there's some type of mishap, that may delay the the reopening for for Saturday. So let's talk a little bit about that. Obviously, during the last launch, I mean, there was a lot of artifacts that were left over from the last launch. Is it recommended to go scavenger hunting again this time around for artifacts? Or do you think that's going to be more controlled than it was the last time? I think there, there's, it's going to be more controlled. Uh, not that it was out of control the first time. I mean, it sort of was. I mean... I seen, you know, with my own eyes, uh, which I was one of the few that was able to get into Starbase, uh, you know, the the day after the launch, because the, on, on the 20th, which was on the Thursday, April 20th, uh, the day of the launch, it was closed. Yeah. You know, uh, Boca Chica Beach was inaccessible because the road was blocked with debris. Right. So um, they 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 begun the the cleanup immediately and their investigation, and um, the beach wasn't open until Friday uh, Friday morning the next day, and it opened for a few minutes. I was able to get in. A couple other people were able to get in, and then apparently they reclosed it 
Maybe it was because of the scavengers. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But they looked like army ants. They were they were hauling away, you know, pieces of sheet metal and stuff. And I was I just nodded my head. I said, Oh gosh, this is this this is all we needed. So Not maybe that's that, why they, I they think did. saw some people were even selling this stuff on eBay and all kinds of places. I mean they were I mean it was like a it was like a, a day at the flea market, you know. <laughs> right. So um you don't want to do that, you know. Respect, respect the the private property. Don't go past the obvious sign to say, you know, private property, no trespassing. So and uh, and hopefully it will stay open for everyone to see. Yeah. So uh, there there is a rumor as well that Rocket Garden may close that road that is still a public road to this day. Yeah. It actually close and we understand we understand yeah. that it's for the safety of the public and and for starbase for you know yeah. security I mean, you and public. i have had all kinds of discussions of how we perceive that there's a there seems to be a lax amount of you know it's just lax out there you know anybody can just pretty much walk up all over the place which is great you know right. but in most places, especially in Florida, I think you mentioned because you lived in Florida. Uh, you told me that what was it, fifteen or twenty miles, or what's the 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 no trespassing? Twenty miles. You you can't, you know, um, because it's you know the, at the Cape, it it's on a on a barrier island. Yeah. So that's all that's all owned by by the federal government. You know, it's a military base. Right. Right. You know that's where that's where our um, U.S. Space Force is located at. Right, and yeah, I mean that's one of the things that you and I have talked about in the past. You know, once they figure out a way how to provide an alternate method to get to Boca Chica, you know, whether they do a loop, you know, uh, somewhere, you know, to find an alternate method, I would anticipate that the original last leg of Highway Four. I think it's what five to ten miles i can't remember you know maybe exclusive to spacex i mean they need something more permanent you know than what's there now you know and, you know we've talked about all kinds of ideas you know whether you know elon would want to employ a hyperloop access or tunnel access or i mean i've even yeah that would be cool i mean i even talked about you know, an underwater tunnel versus building an expensive causeway. You know, we just got to, we got to think outside the box when it comes to access in and out of Starbase and in and out of the island. You know, it's not always a good thing to just settle on pylons, concrete pylons and concrete bridges, you know. But, uh, you know, that's something that's not really our decision, but I think we just often you know, have a love affair with concrete pylons, concrete bridges, and asphalt, and that's the only thing we can do, you know, which I think Elon has proven that, you know, Hyperloop is a possibility. In fact, I, aren't they building a Hyperloop section somewhere up in central Texas or something like that? Yes, I, I think they're testing, they may be testing it in Austin, I think. Yeah. With the... Uh... With the boring company, you know, that's another company that Elon owns that, that bores tunnels. 
right uh yeah i'm all for it i think a tunnel would be nice maybe a couple you know one that goes from boca chica a six mile tunnel that will that will um allow you to go underneath star base and end up at, at the boca chica access beach right uh that would be nice and probably another tunnel to connect the boca chica beach to south padre island yeah yeah, I so, mean, that um, would definitely provide uh, an alternate method of getting in and out of the island, you know, instead of having to concentrate on building a God knows five mile causeway up in the northern part of the island, which we know only benefits a city up north of Brownsville. That's the one that's pushing it primarily. You know, they want to have access to to the island, but from their side. You know, it has nothing to do with Brownsville or Port Isabel for, the, for that. For that black. But anyway, that's for another podcast. We definitely will not talk about the politics of bridge building. But uh, uh, so basically what we're looking at is a 7 a.m. launch window tomorrow. Um, right. And remember, it's it's a 20 minute window that starts at 7 a.m. Right. So for anybody that uh, is wanting to catch the launch, uh, you'll be able to do it uh, a couple of ways. Obviously, there are other YouTube channels out there, but if you want to get uh, a flavor of what the local scene is like and so forth, you can obviously tune in not only to Brownsville Tech Live, but the Space Cowboy here will also be streaming uh, directly from his ex account as well. So, uh, you know, we collaboratively, you know, work together, you know, uh, on a lot of SpaceX stuff. But if for whatever reason you can't hit me, you can always hit the Space Cowboy. All right. We, yeah, we'll be on, on uh, multiple platforms and, uh, we, we will be here to cover it and, uh, I, that's all I can say. Yep. I won't. I won't say anything else. All righty, all righty, everyone. So tomorrow we will be on at possibly six thirty. I'm hoping that SpaceX actually has a little pre pre show before the launch. You know they typically do. So I'm hoping that uh, we're able to stream that as well. If not, we will be streaming. I believe about five minutes before the launch actually occurs. So uh, stay tuned once again for uh, Brownsville Tech Live. And you can also uh, watch, uh, you know, Space Cowboys uh, stream as well. So uh, Space Cowboy, it was great to have you back. And uh, I'm pretty sure after tomorrow, it won't be the last time. You know, we'll probably be gearing up for IFT3, you know, down the road. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Like I said, we're hoping that uh, it is a successful launch all the way tomorrow. And uh, if it is, then IFT3 will probably happen sooner rather than later. And uh, obviously we'll be following that development as it happens. And once again, for any of you interested in any of the Falcon 9 launches, we will try to cover those uh, as well as they occur. I will say that we won't be covering 
those uh, early morning, midnight uh, launches. Uh, most of us have have day jobs and uh, we just can't cover those. So we'll we'll cover them in the evenings and we'll cover them during the day, but uh, can't always promise the, the 3 a.m. launches. You know, those are tough to do. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure, you know, and uh, <laughs> try to maintain a, a job, you know, and then work, work, uh, work at work and then work at home. So, yeah, you know, it's just, you know, it's one of those things that there's just never any rest. But, uh, you know, we, we do it for uh, the space enthusiasts out there, and there are lots of them. And we definitely appreciate all our viewers, you know, whether they're here locally on the East Coast, on the West Coast. You know, we have lots of viewers around the world that have tuned in to our shows in the past. So we just want to let everybody know, everybody know how appreciative we are. Uh, for tuning in each and every time there is an event. Um, once again, you know, we are on Facebook, we are on uh, X, we're on YouTube, and uh, we also post copies to some of the other more static platforms like Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Spotify. So if for some reason you're working tomorrow and you can't catch it on the regular uh, mainstream platforms. You can always uh, log into Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Spotify as well to catch a pre-recorded version of it. So, right, and and uh, a little. I can. I guess we can give them a little bit of what they can expect tomorrow. You know, some boots on the ground coverage from different angles, and. Um, stay tuned for that and and uh, we're also trying to coordinate to have some boots on the ground in not only in south florida but uh also in uh, i'm in communication with a few people from australia yeah. to see if they can uh upload some some footage of starship as it as it crosses over their their sky that so apparently sense. Yes, uh, it's going to be, that's going to be the first time that you see that here on the X platform. Uh, that's what it's all about, bringing the community uh, worldwide together on one platform, and that is here on X. So you will see that here first uh, from viewers from South Florida uh, all the way to uh, from Australia. So hopefully they'll be able to see it. Uh, Australia, um, for, for the viewers, tuning in that may hear this from Australia on on their end it will be Saturday around 1 a.m in the morning oh, uh, it, it may be actually around midnight right about midnight between midnight and 1 a.m uh, according to the trajectory flight that's around the time that they should see it around between midnight and 1 a.m uh, you know, for us, it's tomorrow. But remember, they're they're basically they're seven hours ahead, so they're in the future. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it would be to see that. Let's see um, uh, all of our viewers uh, tune in tomorrow from all over the world. Yep. All righty, everyone. Well, that is it for tonight. Once again, join us tomorrow, starting at six thirty, for this exciting launch of Starship the integrated flight test number two, and we will bring it to you live 
tomorrow. So stay tuned. Both the Space Cowboy and myself, we've got to get to bed so that we can wake up early tomorrow and so that we get everything ready for uh, to bring you the latest and greatest. So thanks for watching, and we will see you bright and early tomorrow at 6.30. Space Cowboy, have a great evening and get some rest and we'll be uh we'll see what happens tomorrow amen go spacex go starship that's right and go brownsville good night everybody good night